Hi, I thought we'd talk about a vertebra. Uh, so not the vertebral column as a whole, that is, not the spinal column as a whole, but the features on a vertebra. Uh, so I guess this is mostly going to be like a terminology and a name thing uh, and descriptive. And we'll talk a little bit about um, the differences between the different vertebrae. But let me start my five minute timer. So I'm going to do this in less than five minutes. So um, the vertebrae... The bones are very similar and they're stacked on top of one another to form a column and they interact with one another and some of them interact with the ribs um, so that they all move a little bit and those little movements add up and make big movements. Um, the main chunky bit of the vertebra is the body and this is where the intervertebral disc sits between two adjacent vertebrae and the body of the vertebra gets bigger as we descend. So up in the neck, the body is quite small because it doesn't have to take much weight, much load. But down in the lumbar region of the lower back, the body of the vertebra is very, very big. And so is the intervertebral disc. Now, sticking out posteriorly, that if you reach around behind you and feel your back in the midline, those are the spinous processes. So we can feel the spinous processes poking out posteriorly. And the processes of the vertebrae are largely there for muscular attachments and sometimes for articulating processes for bones to um, work against each other, against, you know, to articulate with each other with. Now, there are transverse processes as well. So there's one spinous process poking out posteriorly in the midline, but there are two transverse processes um, sticking out to the left and the right. And just posterior to the body of the vertebra, there is a hole, a canal. This is the vertebral canal or the vertebral foramen. And this is made up of an arch, um, a vertebral arch surrounding this foramen. And the lateral part, so the sides of the arch, are the pedicles. And the top of the arch uh, are the laminae. And those make up um, a protective bony ring through which the spinal cord will run. So when we're worried about uh, spinal fractures and vertebral fractures, it's this sort of area we're worried about. We're worried about the stability of these bones and whether they might twist, bend, crush the spinal cord. Um, the other sticky-outy bits of bone we might see are superior and inferior articular facets. So to uh, allow the vertebrae to articulate with one another, there are synovial joints. And the articular facets are smooth articular surfaces that slide over one another that allow for those little movements between vertebrae. And the thoracic ribs also articulate with the ribs at their transverse processes. So we see the transverse processes there as having articular parts as well. Um, now, when you stack two vertebrae on top of one another, they make a lateral hole into the vertebral canal. So this lateral hole, this hole in the side of the vertebral uh, column, as it were, uh, this is an intervertebral foramen. And out of the intervertebral foramen come the spinal nerves. So this is how the spinal nerves get to and from the spinal cord. Each vertebra has half of an intervertebral foramen. So like a top part and a bottom part. So when you put those two vertebrae together, those two halves come together to make a hole. <laughs> uh, and that's how the spinal nerve gets out. And those are the parts of a vertebrae. 
Now, I've already alluded to some differences between the vertebrae at different levels. So the cervical vertebrae, as I said, they have a small body because they're not taking much load. But the cervical vertebrae also have a small hole in each transverse process, a small foramen. And through those foramina pass the vertebral artery and the vertebral vein on either side, which run to and from the brain. So the vertebral arteries are really important in the blood supply to the brain and they're actually running in the transverse processes of the cervical vertebrae. Um, their spinous process kind of generally sticks out posteriorly. Uh, there are the, the first two cervical vertebrae are a little bit special, the atlas and the axis, and should be talked about somewhere else. But at the thoracic levels in the chest, the spinous processes kind of point a little bit more inferiorly. They look a little bit protective. And as I said, there's also an articular facet on the transverse process for each rib. These have also got a fairly small body. And as we descend down to the lumbar vertebrae, we find very large bodies on these vertebrae because they're carrying you know, pretty much all the body weight of the torso, the head, the upper limbs and that sort of thing. And their processes are short and stubby and strong looking transverse and spinous processes. Oh, there's my five minutes. And the sacral vertebrae, they've all fused together to make this single triangular, slightly curved mass. So that stands out. And then the coccygeal vertebrae, the inferior most ones, are little tiny vertebrae. So they look quite different. But there you go. Those are the parts of the vertebrae and how they vary along the vertebral column.